Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. applause for our musicians. Ah, we appreciate the Lord. Well, and grand much to your seats. You did well. Amen.
because they are all right. Amen. So we appreciate the Lord this morning. How many are happy? Uh, I love Brother uh, Sister Skosana's song, I Will Never Go Back. No matter what, I will never go back. Amen. The, I think the body will just sit, but they will update you. There is a possibility of us moving to Whitbank High and giving the site to the builder in due course. So, but they will update you in due course. Amen. Amen. So we we'll just keep on praying so that the project becomes uh, successful. Amen. Amen. Uh, we appreciate prayer. availeth much. How many know that with prayer on your side, you can do much? Uh, once you have prayed about it, committed about it, you are unstoppable. Amen. It doesn't matter what you are unstoppable. Amen. Now, before uh, COVID, I was supposed to go to Trinidad. So the brothers have reached out and have sent the ticket. I'm going to be in Trinidad on, I'm leaving on the 28th, and I'm coming on the 15th of August, just for two weeks. Amen. So there is a convention planned, and there is ministers meeting, and there is a bonfire session for the youth, so it's just going to be a a well-packed two weeks. So will you pray for me? Sometimes when I travel, I become nervous because people spend a lot of money to pay for your tickets. Now, imagine you arrive there, you preach about yourself. (laughs) Amen. I don't think they invited me because I'm special, but I think they invited me because I will add value. Are you with me? Amen. So sometimes it's just you approach it with humility and with the baking of the prayers of the saints. You don't become a rock star. Amen. So God, they must have seen something that they need. Whatever they have seen, make sure that you highness it. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Exodus. Exodus 20. Exodus 20 from verse 1 to 5. Amen. Brother Jumelo here prepared a golf shirt for me with Lighthouse logo. Amen. Amen. I will wait for the young people there. there. I think it's again. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Let's read, brethren. And God spoke all of these things, saying, I'm the Lord thy God which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt. 
and out of the house of bondage. Thou shall have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. Or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above. Or that is in the earth beneath. Or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself, uh, uh, bow down thyself to them. No, serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealousy God. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children. And to the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Just last verse, then you sit down. Romans uh, 1, verse 25. Who changed the truth of God into a lie? And worshipped and served the creature more than the creator. Who is blessed forever. forever. Amen. As we bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we are reporting for duty this morning. As mortals, we had the beginning of days and we shall have the end of days. But as immortal, we had no beginning of days and we shall have no ending of days. And this morning, we have brought our immortality to the house of the Lord. And Lord, our immortality has no failures. Our immortality has no sickness. Our immortality has got no downtimes. Dear God, our immortality is as perfect as you are perfect. But Lord, while we've got this immortality, we are in this mortality. A dying flesh, a failing flesh, a weak flesh, a challenged flesh. The reason we came to the house of the Lord is that let our immortality take preeminency over our mortality. And Lord, we subject our thoughts to immortality. And Lord, may what is going to happen here be the operation of the immortality. The immortal God speaking to the immortal people about immortal things in order to overcome immortal life. Lord, when we live here, we'll, we, we are spiritual beings, but we fight a spiritual war, and sometimes it takes a physical shapes. Sometimes it takes psychological shapes. Sometimes it takes financial shape. Sometimes it takes merit, marital uh, shape. But however fa- shape the battle takes, we are more than conquerors. That's what the scripture says, and we are not moved on that scripture. We will overcome at all times. 
Thou says the scriptures, and scriptures can never be broken. And Lord, this morning, those that are sick, heal them. Those that are discouraged, dear God, may you encourage them. Those that have got the gloomy thoughts, remove the gloomy thoughts. That when they leave the house of the Lord, every heart must rejoice. See, I was at the house of the Lord and God spoke to me and shaped me and showed me that he loves me. That's why we are here to be in the potter's hands. As we commit everything to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you as you take your, your seats. This morning, I just want to take a couple of minutes and speak on crafted idols. Crafted idols. Amen. Not American idols, but crafted idols is what I want us to look into into this subject. Maybe per adventure, somebody may be helped. Amen. You know, when God says, Thou shalt not make unto thee any grieving image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, that means there is not even an image of anything in heaven that we need to... T- in heaven, was the one? In heaven. Even if you can see a vision of heaven and see something there, don't capture it and make a graven image out of it. When you get to God, only God must be in heaven. When you get to heaven, only God must be worshipped. When you come to the earth, only God must be worshipped. If you get into the sea, only God must be worshipped. At no point, at no point in time, must worship be apportioned to anybody else except to God. Are you with me? Now, then uh, Paul comes, he speaks about how uh, some have changed the truth of God into a lie and are worshipping and saving the creature more than the creator. There's always been a weakness of humanity to serve the creation instead of the creator. Now, when I speak about crafted image, the way it's craft. You hear somebody say, it's my craft. Uh, Meaning that person would say, that's my skill. Uh, Amen. Now, when you speak about craft, you you speak about uh, exercising one skill in making an an object. Uh, This pulpit here, I think it was crafted by uh, Brother Munisi from Brother George Martin's church. Uh, that's his craft to be a carpenter. First he had it in the mind, and then he projected it maybe on a picture, and he moved from the picture, then he made it to this physical object. But for, for it to move from the mind, in order to, for it to become a physical object, you need a craft, you need a special skill. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, you can't just uh, do it. It looks very easy when you look at it, 
But if we leave you with woods and with a pain, it's going to be a problem. Are you with me? I look at Brother Mambeo. He's, he's a spray painter. He paints. And there are times where, uh, uh, you know, before you, get, you take, as a man, before you take something to another man, you try it first. Can I do it? Then you realize that, ah, uh-uh, I will cause so much a problem. It needs the right people. Are, are you with me? You, you know, you don't just wake up and paint. Ah, amen. And just say, I'm going to change this uh, uh, brown t- uh, pulpit into white. I've got a white uh, paint I'm going to paint. It will cost you more because the one that will come that has got a craft, they charge more after you have messed up. They allowed you to have cheap labor, and now they are coming with a skill. You need to pay for that. Are you still with me? Now, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm maybe I'm laboring on the word craft uh, and linking up with my title, Crafted Idol, it tells you that uh, that idol, it will not just be made carelessly. It will be crafted. There will be a skill behind making that idol. Because a lot of time we think idols come because of it's a default settings. Maybe it's just something you wake up and have an idol. No, an idol gets crafted. There is sometimes there is intentionality behind making an idol. Brother, you are always far ahead of me. Hallelujah. So my brother there is already on another slide. Now, and maybe you can bring it, my brother. Because when, when, when a human heart is left unchecked, it is a perpetual idol factory. The idol that you will worship doesn't come from somewhere else. It gets manufactured by your heart. And some, some idols are not a physical way you can touch them. And we're going to get into what we mean by idols. Are you with me? Now, let's come to this one. Just a, a remark that I wrote there, brother. Now, idols are not limited to grieving objects crafted with human hands. Idols are anything, are, idols are anything you give your life to. Idols are anything that you give your life to. That you pour every ounce of energy into in hopes of it bringing you the things you desire in return. Anything you place above God. There are many idols we struggle with and many of them creep into our lives without us even realizing. The moment you speak about idols, people say, hang on, I, I can worship idols. I cannot be subject to idols. I'm a believer. Even within, within the environment of faith, you can find idols. Are you with me? I hope we are together. Now, bring Exodus 32, verse 1. It reads in this manner, And when the people saw Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, 
the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron. Aaron is a priest. And said unto him, and said unto him, Up, make us gods, which shall go before us. For as, for as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we were not what is become of him. And Aaron said unto, unto them, Break off the golden earrings. Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives and of your sons and of your daughters and bring them unto me. And all the people break off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them unto Aaron. And he received them at their hand and fashioned it with a grieving tool. After he had made it a molten calf, and they said, These be their gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. This now, it was Israel making idols. Are you with me? It was Israel making Hallelujah. And now, after they had made the golden calf, they say, O Israel, which these are this be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Now we need to we need to paint a picture of the environment from which this idol came about. This were not coming from the heathens. This was coming from the nation of Israel. These were not coming from the people that were not following the prophet. This was coming from the people that were following the prophet. Hallelujah. This was the people that were under the pillar of fire. These were the people that were under the pillar of cloud. But yet, idols came out of that environment. Are you with me this morning? Now, a character, maybe another slide, brother, just to dissect this. So there was a delay. There was between the departure and the destination. And in between, when there was a delay, there was a prophet's physical absence. Moses was out of sight. Are you with me? You couldn't speak to him. He had gone up the mount with Joshua to collect the Ten Commandments. And a priest remained with them. After the prophet had left, that is, the, that is the Bible protocol. When a prophet leaves, he leaves the priest behind. Amen. Even today, the prophet has left the scene and priests have remained behind. Amen. Operating under the ministry of Joshua. Amen. Now, a prophet, there is a delay. A prophet, there is a, a physical absence of a prophet. And now there is a priest. And this priest is not just a priest. This is a prophet's older brother. Check the, check the proximity to the... Are you with me, folks? Aaron was not just a priest, a priest that they picked up along the way. This was the prophet's older brother. Now, Moses is out of the picture. Hallelujah. Then there is a delay. Then the people are putting, are subjecting Aaron 
under to pressure, they say, listen, Moses is gone, but we don't know what will become of this. But since he's gone, make us the gods. Hallelujah. Make us the God. They are, they are telling the priest, Aaron, the high priest. And Aaron made the God. Now imagine Joshua is not there. Moses is not there. Is the nation of Israel. And after he made a God, he said, These are thy gods that brought you out of Egypt. These were utterances came from a priest. Aaron, are you with me? Not a drunkard, a priest. Are you with me? And not just a priest, but the older brother of, of Moses. Are you with me? Now, the question would be, if you were there in that environment, you as a brother, what were you going to do? Let me pause here so that I allow you to put yourself into the picture and make a decision. If you were there, the whole nation is now worshipping a golden calf. This nation came out of Egypt. It's God's nation. This nation is under the pillar of fire, is under the pillar of cloud. This nation has got a priest according to the laws of God. But this priest has made a golden calf. What were you going to do? Hallelujah. While you are digesting, I'm showing you how it is easier to read about certain people in the Bible, but how it can become difficult when you become those people. Amen. Uh, are you with me? <laughs> now, remember, the, that golden calf came by popular demand. That means your brother might have loved it. Your wife might have loved it. Your husband might have loved it. Are you with me? It came by popular demand. Uh, you, you, see, you see, I'm glad that you are quiet because you thought I'm going to talk about an idol far, but I'm bringing it to your doorstep. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's check this message. How can I overcome? Paragraph 105. The prophet says, overcome means to recognize the devil in every one of his tricks. What does it mean to overcome? To recognize the devil in every one of his tricks. Uh, the devil is tricky, folks. The devil is cunning, folks. The devil is smart. But for you to overcome, you have to recognize the devil in every one, not just some, in every one of his tricks. Amen. You must be able to say, ah, this is the devil. Amen. You must be able to say again, ah, even there is the devil. And I'm going to show you how do you recognize that no school can teach you that. Amen. And as a matter of fact, no church can teach you that. What it takes for you to recognize that, it has to be an inside job. Yes. Now, a lot of people say, there is no devil, it's just a thought. Have you heard of that? 
Don't you believe? Don't you believe that there is a real David? There is a real. He is just as real as you are or anybody. A real David. And you must recognize him. Hallelujah. You must recognize and know that he's the David. And he's against you. Then to overcome, you must recognize that the God in you Hallelujah. Not a God in the church. Not just the God in the pastor. The God in you is greater and mightier than he is. Do you see? Recognition of the devil depends what lays inside of you. Now he says, that is the one that's in you that's already overcome him. And by his grace, you are more than a match for him. I say by his grace, you are more than a match for him. Because greater is he that is in me than the one that is in the world. Hallelujah. Let's come to this message, being led of the Holy Spirit. Paragraph 37. He says, now, that's a wonderful thing. But yet, in having that, many times the people stray away and make an idol out of the very thing that God has ordained. Hallelujah. Not out of the thing that the devil has ordained. Out of the very thing that God has ordained. And out of that very thing, they craft out an idol for themselves. Stay with me, folks. He says, do you believe that? And I'm asking this morning, do you believe that? Look at the serpent. The brass, the serpent in the wilderness, the one that they had to look at in order to get healed. Do you know the prophet had to tear the serpent to pieces. Why? Because they were worshipping the serpent. God said, make a brazen serpent and whenever Israel is sick, let them look at it. Then they turned the very thing, an object, and made the object to be God. They don't say, there is, there is power at looking at this, but the power is not of the object, but the power is of the God that said there must be an object. Yes. So they elevate the object above the creator. Yes. Are you with me, folks? Yes. And the object was not put by Satan. It was put by God. Yes. It was ordained by God, and it was effective by God's power but they elevated that above the creator until the prophet said, tear it down. Because the people were worshipping the serpent. Goodness. They made an idol out of it. Do you believe you can do that today? Do you believe you can do that today? You can make an idol out of your church. 
I see idols in the message today. My church, my church. Your church is not perfect. Hallelujah. Your church is not God. God is above your church. God was there before your church. God will be there after your church. And God is holier than your church. And God is mightier than your church. And your church is not God. There is a God above your church. I'm not talking about another church. I'm talking about this church. Are you with me, folks? You can make idol out of a church. Then it says, you can make an idol out of... You can make an idol. If you worship me, you go to hell. Let me repeat. If you worship me, you go to hell. I am not God. I did not die for you. God died for you. He took a boy and took it to Calvary. And he rose from the day. And I did not forgive your sins. God forgave your sins. Don't give men too much power. Power is in the hands of God. You can make an idol out of your pastor. Love me. Pray for me, but don't worship me. I am a man made of mistakes. And some will be deliberate so that God knows your confidence in me so that you've got confidence in God. Anytime you've got confidence in a man, God will make that man to make some mistakes. To bring you back to reality. He's not God. I am your God. Can I get an amen this morning? Don't worship your pastor. Don't worship your church. Worship God. But we agree. Churches are becoming idols. Pastors are becoming idols. Eventually, I'm, I'm talking folks. Am I reading the message? Are you seeing these things in the end time? You can make an idol out of an evangelist. You can make an idol out of evangelist. You thought when we spoke about idols, we're going to speak about a grieving object. No, that your great mother used to worship when she was out in the... No, we are talking in a religious environment. Idols crafted in an irreligious environment. The idol... He says, I'm afraid. That's, that, that, that's what a whole lot of it has been done. They idolize the man. And I am going to show you that you can even make an idol out of Brother Brenham. And I'm going to show you many made idols out of Brother Brenham. And they are scripturally wrong. And it's not the first time they made an idol out of a man of God. I'm going to show you in the scriptures where they made an idol out of a prophet. But I'm glad there was a genuine seed. That said, Daniel is our brother. But he's not our God. Daniel is our prophet. 
but it's not our God. Daniel has taught us about our God. Are you with me, folks? In the message, the unchangeable God, paragraph 8. Now he says, now the thing is with the people is the way God appears. Many times, listen, look at what brother, now brother is going to take it even further. Many times, we want to make an idol out of God. I never knew that you could even make an idol out of God. And making God an idol is rejected. Have you ever heard of such that you can make God an idol? In this church, I like it because you, what you see is what you read. You can't say the pastor put something there. Now he explains. We ask God to, to do something. Then he must do it just the way we ask it. Not the way he wants to do it. You are stripping God of his sovereignty. God, I need it, and I need it this way, and I need it by this time. Non-negotiable. When you approach God like that, you are making him an idol. You must say, God, take your time. God, do it in your own way. I don't mind waiting, Lord. I don't mind how you do it. As long as it's you who's doing it. I'm not prescriptive of how you must do it. Because you are God and you are sovereign. But not this generation. He must do it this way and by this time. You know, in one message, Brother Brim say, we embrace him as the savior. But we refuse him to, we refuse him to have a lordship over our lives. When you embrace him as a savior, but you refuse his lordship, you are reducing him to an idol. And I'm going to show, remember, an idol will do what you want it to be, to be done. Because you're the one controlling the idol. Even where it is placed, it's placed by you. And even when it gets removed, it gets removed by you. It doesn't talk to you. It has no say. You control that idol. And brother and say many people are making God an idol because they are giving God instruction. Yes. He says, we ask God to do something. Then he must do it just the way we ask it or we'll say he never answered. I need him to do it this way. If he does it the other way, he has not answered. Hallelujah. When we do that, we weaken our faith in God. And we weaken our testimony when we do not take him at his weight. Folks, take God at his weight. Allow God to answer you in his own way. Yeah. If he has answered Brother F uh, Fanny in a certain way, he's not going to answer me in the same way. Yeah. We are not made, we are made differently and God has got different plans for us. Yeah. I said God has got a different plan for us. 
folks, maybe you will bear with me. I'm going to say it for what it is. I don't believe we're all going to be rich. God is not a communist. Some will ordain to be poor, to show God that we can save him in our poverty. Ah, hey, this gospel that is going to make us all rich is a pyramid scheme. The Bible says, take care of the poor, because the poor will be amongst you. Not all of us are going to drive cars. Some are going to get into a taxi. But we're going to be genuine worshippers. We're going to show the world we are worshippers. Even without cars. This gospel that everyone must have a car. I refuse that gospel. And actually it's an idol. And I see it being cut from the message of the hour. I've said it. Because if we do that, we are creating tensions in marriages. I wish I can go on that line, but I know I'll create a discomfort and I still need more time. Be content. Be be content. God is not a communist. That's why we are not all white people or black people or Indian people. There is diversity. And we embrace our diversity. And in our diversity, we worship God. Are you still with me? I want to be in a church where a man can come in a text, another one can come in a jet, and they can worship side by side and be brothers with no complex. I will sell you. That is the Holy Ghost. Ah, but this gospel says, hey, rich, get rich. Hey, hey, brother. No, brother, no. No, 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 no. I don't believe in that gospel. Amen. Why did I go there, but I went there? That was the Holy Ghost. Now, when you have, once you, remember, an idol, idol, it means you're going to idolize it. It will have a, a certain element of treasure, where you, you treasure this idol. Because it's crafted. You apply it to the skill to bring it forth. And now here it is. Then you're going to idolize it and take care of it. Now, once you've got an idol, it is difficult to separate you from your idol. It is difficult to separate you from an idol. There is a scripture. I don't know why Rachel in the Bible did what she did, but she did what she did. There are many commentaries. Some say she stole her father's gods because she wanted to, as they left Mesopotamia uh, together with Leah and the husband, the desire was that maybe her father will run out of the gods that she, he, he must worship. We don't know what, what made her to steal the, the gods of Laban. Now, another commentary says, okay, it's because she was coming out of idolatry but she didn't want, she wasn't completely delivered. She wanted to come along with her gods. Different commentaries. I don't know why 
But I want to zoom in in how she protected her idols. Genesis 31, verse 34. Now Rachel had taken the images. These are idols. And put them in the camel's furniture. And sat upon them. And Laban searched all the tent, but found them not. 35. She said to her father, Let it not displease my Lord that I cannot rise up before thee, for the custom of women is upon me. And he searched, but found not the images. But the images were there, and she was sitting on them, and she refused to stand up and say, because you, 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 you are a, a mixed audience. She speaks about a cycle here. Are you with me? For the custom of women is upon me. She used the custom of women to protect idols. Am I reading the Bible, folks? Are you, so, I'm showing you, I don't know why she hit them, but I'm just showing you how idols can be, can be hidden. Some idols are hidden under the blanket of culture. You know, we as Zulus, brother, we've been with you for 15 years, but you still see we as Zulus. We thought you were delivered from the Zulu culture. Yeah. You, you know, me, as a Zulu man, I, 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 can't, I can't cook. I can't clean the house. It's the woman's duty. <laughs> then we show you the prophet wearing a, an apron, cleaning the house and assisting his wife. But you say, according to my culture... And there are so many atrocities that are happening under the umbrella of culture, even in the message of the hour. That's not how my father did it. Your father was a drunkard. We expect you to be different. That's how my mother did it. Your mother was not a believer. You are a believer. We don't expect you to be like your father. We don't expect you to be like your mother. We want you to be a Christian. And for you, you must renounce the gods of your culture. Amen. 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 Rachel used the men of women to hide it. My question this morning, what are you using to hide your God? Your idols? Let's carry on. There's much ground to be covered this morning. Now, a human being was made to worship. Even in the absence of knowing a real God, a human being will find something to worship. Exodus 17, verse 22. 
Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. And I've taught it many times in this church. There is a difference between being spiritual and being super. Goodness, there is just a cat of this neighbor of mine loves my house. It's a black one. And it's wearing a necklace. <laughs> so one evening when my wife was not there, I was sitting in the living room. I think I was just watching something. And as I'm watching something, then I hear a bit of noise coming from the room. Then after a while, I said, but this noise. Then I heard, this, it is something like a clock. This necklace sounds like a clock. Then I'm sitting there. Later I said, ah, it's that guy, that cat. So in my understanding, I thought it is passing outside the house. Ow. The noise is getting more closer. <laughs> I'm like, no, but this, house, this noise is in the house. Now I remembered that now I had left the window open. Now the cat jumped through the window. <laughs> Hallelujah. Came into the house and went into the other room. Now, uh, imagine if I did not know God with a black cat in the house. Oh. I was on a corner call all night prayer. Brethren, there is an invasion. Uh, hallelujah. But because the message of the hour has activated an endemic nature, I said the only resemblance that it has of Garden of Eden is this place. And I went and I said, Cat, I'm going to show you the way. You came through the window, but you're not living through the window. We're going to go through the door. And I opened the door and said, do me the honor. Then it ran a mile, it looked at me in my heart and said, maybe it is saying, sir, thank you, sir. <laughs> Had I been in another house, I would have been killed. Why? Because he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. Some of the idols are created by fear. Some of the superstitions are created by fear. For I passed, for as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with an inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore he ignorantly worshipped. Now, if they did not know what they were worshipping, that means anything else could have become their God. These people who were spiritual or lack of a better way, they were superstitious. And they made these devotions, devotions we make them daily, am I correct? But the inscription says to the unknown God.
Now the prophet says, in this message, shows the father it's a face. Paragraph 17. He says, that's the age-old cry. If I could only find God. So everyone is looking to find God. That's an age-old cry. All ages. People are born People are born to People are born to worship. You will worship something. Maybe it's your child. Your child can become an idol. I don't say don't love your child. Love your child. Cherish your child. But don't make your child to be above God. Your car can be worshipped. Your home can be worshipped. Your job can be worshipped. I'm told of a meeting in one in one boardroom somewhere where the CEO car came and made a presentation to the staff and said this company is your number one priority. And somebody stood up and said, it's not our number one priority. First, God is a priority. Amen. Secondly, my family is a priority. Then this company is a priority. But I hope he was killed because definitely should have been he would have been fired. <laughs> if you try it, have faith to get another one. Now, maybe even your church, it comes again. Do you see it? Maybe even? There is something in the human heart that calls out for a worship somewhere. No man is on earth without worship. He worships. Even the young people that say, we, we don't want to come to church. Find out they're worshiping something. It could be hip-hop. It could be rap music. It could be... Something is being worshipped. Are you with me? Yes. Then, in the message, Christianity versus idolatry. 194 is the paragraph. He says, We are made partakers of His holiness. We, in His image... We are living images of a living God. Then dead to self, raised up with him. Now listen. His weight made flesh again in us. Oh, Brother Neville, look. What is it? Not the mythical, imaginary God sitting out there. But the living God. So... It means one can have an imaginary God and not know a living God. And it says, what is the living God? Now he explains to you the difference between a mythical and imaginary God and the living God. Then he says, what is the living God? He says, the weight in you. The weight So, you, you, you've got to find God within you. 
the, the word in you making itself real. Glory to God. I know you think I'm a holy roller. Maybe I am. Oh, brother, do you see it? Triumph over every denomination. So the weight in you will triumph over every denomination. And over every, every, over all paganism, a living God made manifest in a living temple. And the word of God, which is God, is made flesh in you. You are seated in heavenly places, triumphed over all things in Christ Jesus. It simply tells you one thing, folks. For you to be able to overcome idols, the word of God must have the preeminency in you. And the word of God in you brings everything under the subjection. Hallelujah. Now, be certain of God. Paragraph 11. He says, even Satan, our great adversary, is such a smart one. Until he even puts sometimes the church before God. Until he puts what? And many people think, if you put the church before, hey, even when we bury a person, they say, hey, he was a churchman. Hallelujah. You could be a churchman and be far away from God. Because by that time, the church might have been your idol. Let me tell you why it is very critical. Because if you put the church before God, if the church offends, you can quit worshiping God. Are you still with me? Because many people see the church as the vehicle and say, this is the only way that I know God. But you must know God beyond the church. And let me tell you something. God will make sure that the church offends you. So that you know him. I'm glad that there is a material. I'm glad that there is a breed of people. They worship God, not because of a church. They worship God not because of a pastor. They worship God because they were ordained to worship God. And they know the God that they worship about. Are you still with me? Then it says, you might have a great church. It may be a great building. Or it may be a great denomination. And again, it may be a great congregation, but let nothing come before God in your heart. Let nothing come before God in your heart. Folks, maybe when I am Eris, Brother Brennan asked Sister Mida and said, Sister Mida, tell me, my wife, if you had to choose between Christ and me, who are you going to choose? And Mida says, the bill is obvious. I'll have to let you go before I let him go. And I say, how many people do we have that you make even your partner understand? I have to let you go before I let God go. Can I get an amen? Amen are not coming there. Hallelujah. It must be God first. I say it must be God first. And everything must emanate from there. 
When you tell your husband, you are the product of my God. My wife, you are the product of my God. My children, you are the product of my God. My job, you are the product of my God. You are not my God, you are the product of my God. Let nothing come before, before God in your heart. Anything in before God is. Anything before is. If the pastor comes before God is what? If the church comes before God is and what? If your wife comes before God, she's what? If your husband comes before God, she is what? If your job comes from before God, is what? Anything that comes before God is an idol. God first. Let me tell you something. Even if you were to lose everything with God on your side, you will regain it. But if you were to gain everything with God not on your side, you will not be able to rebuild anything. I'd rather have Jesus than it. Silver and gold. Are you here, church? God is the priority. He takes the central position in our lives. Now, he carries on in the message How can I overcome? Paragraph 119. He says, just remember, you are living for God. You have one objective, and that's Jesus Christ. Outside of that, there is nothing else counts. That's him. The first thing, the objective is to live for him. Amen. Then it says, secondly, for your family. For your your family comes second to God in terms of the order of priority. Not your friends. Sisters, not even the pastor. <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, you find a sister respecting a pastor more than she respects her husband. That's ridiculous. Are you with me? No. It cannot be. You treat the pastor with respect because you treat your husband as respect. Respect. Amen. And most men, I understand why most men just hate church. Because sometimes, pastors really can undermine men. You know, the sister is more spiritual. A lot of times, if things get done, is the sister telling the husband that, oh, I just spoke to the pastor, this is what we're going to do. Where's the husband? Huh? Then the men understand that, ah, 
I don't go there. Are you with me, folks? First thing is Jesus Christ. The first objective is to worship him. Then the second, for your family. This one, let me not move. Your family is your power base. I was with Pastor Moses Terrelle at my place, just having a fellowship. And I said, look, when you are a pastor, even if you were to lose a church, but if you have a family, you can rebuild a church. But once you lose a family, you will never rebuild anything. Every time we preach, we say, hey, then it makes your gospel not to have power. Are you with me, folks? Can you build a church without a family? It's very easy for the devil to discredit you. But if he was not trusted by his wife, Tina, how can we trust him? By that time you are preaching, you are even sweating. Are you with me? Amen. Your wife gives you credibility in everything. Amen. If you want to build anything, build it with your wife. Amen. It will go far and God will respect it. Amen. Are you with me, folks? Yes. And don't enter the deals where your wife is not there. Amen. Women can really see through people. Amen. This one with spectacles. Mm-mm. <laughs> then you say, ah, it's my friend. I know You don't know how far we come. After a swindles cash away from you, I say, Oop. <laughs> uh, uh, because she's your helpmate. That's her God ordained position. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I can't hear from the wife. These things, you know, they need men. <laughs> Brother. Amen. A pain that is set with your wife is more bearable than the one that you go through it alone. Yeah. And she reminds you and says, you remember you said I must not get involved. Yeah. <laughs> but when it is the two of you say, hey, Masari, what did we do? Then they were able to say, hey, let's pray about it. Because you are together. Yeah. I, I get an amen, folks. I have seen, and that's what the idols of culture do. Women will never tell me anything. Me, I'm a man. I do what I feel I can do. Oh, brother, you'll go around the tree. No direction. And the wife will say, mm-hmm. how far are we? And the best defense mechanism, you must always be in the house angry because you don't want to answer questions. Come late, angry, leave early. Can I get an amen, folks? We men in this church believe God gave us the best after salvation when he gave us our wives. They are our helpmate. And God respects their prayers. I can even send someone say, are the pastors making sisters idols? No. God first, family. 
Then the, la- the next thing, you. Eh? You are number three. Yeah, I'm going to post it here for a while. A man that will be better dressed than his own wife is a suspect. Hallelujah. That's the gospel. So meant to put a frog in your throat. That's the gospel. Sisters, maybe let me pause here for a while. If I come wearing overalls with oil all over dirty, and I come and say, hey, but this man, did he give a bath? And after a few minutes, this lady comes, she's well-dressed, well-presentable, she smells nice, and she moves in. Then I say, gentlemen, it's my wife. No, Maganjan, your respect moves from where you undermine me, it shoots through the roof. But if I come wearing a suit, smelling nice, you say, brother, your suit is good. And after a while, the wife comes, she looks shabby, she looks neglected. We drop respect for you. Because that's not a protocol. You come last. Brother, if you say that's the end of the road, <laughs> you put yourself. You put yourself? Yes. I know. Some men dress very nicely. Women, nothing. She has never even bought a dress. Then the day at work, they say they've got a function. I can't take care because she does not have clothes. Then you go there. It doesn't mean women are not there. Women are there. But yours can't go because she does not have the wardrobe to go there. But you've got the wardrobe to go there. And when you get there, you are alone. Do you see how we allow the devil to slip in? Christ first, your family second, and you last. I don't know where they put the pastor. God bless the prophet. (laughs) Now, coming to a very important one. That Nebuchadnezzar formed an image and called it, is it Belteshazzar? Yeah, called it Belteshazzar which was a god. Hmm? Named it after who? And Daniel was what? The prophet. Prophet says, which was the name of his god. So Daniel, he saw Daniel do great works of God. Then he knew that Belteshazzar believed. Or that Daniel was a god. So he made an image to him and put it out there 
and made everybody to worship it. See? The Gentile kingdom came in with forcing of the worship of an image of a holy man. Nebuchadnezzar made an image and this image, he made the image of Daniel and said everybody must worship this. It was an image that was made of a holy man. And everybody had to worship this image. And this image is a prophet. Not a false prophet, a genuine prophet. And when I go and read, I check that during that time, Daniel never said a word. He was silent. When the enforcement came, Daniel is silent. But that's his image. Are you with me, folks? Now, this is now going to create a very dangerous scenario. Do you imagine the people that worshipped the image of Daniel did not have quotations? Are you here, church? Don't you think they had a scripture that they can use and say, we can worship, it's, not a, it's no harm. This is our prophet. This is not a Babylon God. This is an image made in the image of our prophet. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said we've got no DNA to worship idols. Even if they are made in the image of holy men, we reject this image. We don't reject our brother. We love our brother. He is our prophet, but he's not our God. And today I can repeat one more time. We love Brother Brenham. We appreciate him as a prophet, but he's not our God. William Brenham is not our God. He's the prophet of the age. But fanaticism will never make you see that. Others will turn around. Oh, that man does not believe in the prophet anymore. How? Why? Because he refused to worship the image. I preached last week about the tapes. A brother from America. He was a minister. Send me a a, a clip from Congo. Where the brothers are in in the river. And the voice of Brother Brenham is playing. And they say the tape is baptizing the man. Oh, that's not only one. There are times where they come, it's a wedding, and the tape runs and the tape officiates the wedding. There are the others that are worshipping before the picture of Brother Brenham. Am I correct, Brother? Now, we must keep quiet. We must? No. Some of us, we we are made of the material of Meshach, Abednego, we will not bow down to the image. Even if it is the image of our prophet, we owe only one worship to the Lord Jesus Christ. If Brother Brennan was in church this morning, he was going to holler the greatest amen. I know that for a fact. Fanaticism. 
Are they not baptizing in the name of Brother Brandon and Brother Grace? Must we keep quiet? If the fire next door is not put out, it's coming into your yard. In this church, we will never baptize in the name of Brother Brenham. No, sir. It's unscriptural. In this church, we will never worship Brother Brenham. It's unscriptural. We only worship God and God alone. Because that's what the prophet taught us. The Bible says, even if you look in the heavens, don't make images and worship those images. Only the Lord Jesus Christ shall we bow down and worship him. The Gentile dispensation came through worshiping an image of, of holy man. Don't you think it will go out the same way? Satan is smart. Satan is shrewd. See, the first condition that I read to you, say, people will always make an idol out of something that God foreordained. Be certain of God. Paragraph 9. Brother Brenham says, when he spoke about how idolatry was introduced during the time of Ahab and Jezebel, he says that's the very picture of our country today. We have fallen under the popular demand. An idol, popular demand. Let me pack here and really look at this with popular demand. We were not called to be led by popular demand. We were called to be led by the Holy Spirit. Popular demand is where you feel everyone does it. Why shouldn't I? Everyone has got an idol. Why can't I have an idol? Sisters, fashion can be an idol. It can be. Not only for the sisters only, even for the brothers. But we were not led, we were not called to, to be led by popular demand. There's got to be discernment in how you do things. And we were called not to pattern ourselves after. There must always be a difference between us and. Uh, do you still believe that? There must never be assimilation. There must always, I don't say be shabby, not be presentable. No. Eh, be presentable. Dress well. Hallelujah. But in your dressing and in your presentation, make sure there is modesty. Let it stand out that I'm a daughter of God. Let it stand out that I'm a son of God. I'm not led by popular demand. I'm led by the pillar of fire. 
And I am not bowing down to more than golden calves. Are you with me, folks? It says, we've fallen under the popular demand. No doubt that the priest thought it would be all right. Sometimes, a priest can allow something that God does not allow. Because the priest is not the barometer. The weight is the barometer. No doubt the priest thought it would be all right. As long as their government okayed it. But I don't care what the government okays. It's got to be what God okays. Even in our instance, we are not led by the government. We are led by the heavenly government. How we do things, how we approach things, it has to be God. And the people thought it would be all right if they anticipated, if they anticipated in some of their worldly things. Are you with me, folks? But you have to check. Has it been okayed by God? If it has been okayed by God, God bless you. But if it is not okayed by God, don't don't give yourself to it. Separate from it. Because if you yield yourself to it, it becomes your idol. But this morning I say, let us break down all the idols. And let us only elevate the Lord Jesus Christ. If a church is an idol, break it down. If a pastor is is an idol, break it down. Anything that comes between you and God, take it away. And put God on everything and let him be first. Are you here this morning, folks? Then you will see what God will do in your life. But we reject the idols and elevate the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you, Rich. As we stand to our feet. Let's just uh, sing something. Lord Jesus.
Sometimes when I travel, people say, hey, 
Your church can sing, do you mind to run an item for us? <laughs> Many times I look, if there's a camera running, then I start on fun. I can't sing. Amen. Let's sing that one, and then the brother, brother Mbanyano will wrap up in prayer for us. Yes.
Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The one without the beginning, the one without the ending. Yes. Jehovah is your name. The mighty warrior. Great in battle. Thank you, Lord Jesus. When we go into battle, marching against the devil, mm, you are in front always, Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. You are always there, Almighty God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Marching against the diseases. Yes. Marching against the disappointments. That's right. Marching against any other thing that the devil throws unto us. You are in front, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Father. The God that doesn't change. Yes. The same yesterday, today, and forever. You are still God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And you say you are changing not. Thank you, Lord. Father. Thank you for your weight once more this morning. Yes. Crafted idols. Yes. We see them, Heavenly Father. And sometimes they creep into our lives. Other away, Heavenly Father. Mm. But we raise our hands as men and women Hallelujah. this morning. 
We say thank you, Heavenly Father, for reminding us. It's an indication how much you love us, Lord. Always you descend through a man, Heavenly Father, Hallelujah. and say, my children, stand alright. Mm. And then, Heavenly Father, we know that as you say through your prophet, Lord, when you see one of your children, Lord, yes. marching, and one is out of tune, Heavenly Father, mm. you come with your word all the time and say, back into the tune, Lord. Yes. So thank you once more, Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord Jesus. for speaking to us, Heavenly Father, removing all the unwanted things in our lives, Lord, so that we may go back into the tune, Heavenly Father. Thank you and bless our dear, precious Let pastor so once far, more, Lord. Give him wisdom. Yes. Unveil yourself and reveal yourself more thank into you, his life, Jesus. Lord. That we know, Heavenly Father, that you will take from thee and he gives unto us, Lord. Mm. Thank you once more. If there is anyone that came into this place, Lord, yes. not feeling well, Heavenly Father, it's our prayer once more. If there is anyone that came with a need, Heavenly Father, so we are praying at this moment that you grant accordingly, Heavenly Father. Yes. Bless your children, Heavenly Father. As we are going to depart from this place, Lord, may you come and reveal yourself unto each and every one of us more, Heavenly Father. Mm. On our ways, in our homes, Lord, yes. wherever we will be throughout the week, Heavenly Father, yes. reveal yourself through your word, Heavenly Father. Bless our church. Bless so each and far. every heavenly one that is here, yes. Lord. As we commit the service, the entire service into thy capable hand, Heavenly Father, we say the blessings unto us, Lord, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And all the church shall agree by saying, Amen. 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 God bless you. Amen. 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 Let's sing one song, and thereafter you are dismissed. We will see you next Sunday. I'm still here next Sunday, but uh, our ministers will kick in from next Sunday. Amen. I believe we've got the best ministers in this church. How many agree with me? Amen. Diligent when it comes to the precision of the word and de rightly dividing the word of truth. You know, to rightly divide the word of truth, you need a, a skilled, dedicated, and prayerful preachers. Amen. God bless you. Just give us a, a song, Sinyagaze, and then we leave. Amen.
I thought I would leave the platform, but I, I cannot leave until city. Um, leave in a man. Yeah, ah, that one. Then after I can leave. Let's check if the mic. Just maybe we want to take check the mic. Mic. We don't want to crash. Oh yeah. God bless you. Yes. Amen. Amen. Sorry. It's just warming up. You know, heaven will be a good place. You know, if you if you if you love if you love this soft uh, singing, there will be a corner in heaven where you can just join them and say rock of ages and yeah. yeah. <laughs> then the Mexican, you know, I don't know you musicians, what do they call this big guitar? What do you call it? You know the big guitar? What? It's double bass. Same height as me. Yeah, the Mexicans, they love that one. So they will be in their corner with theirs. Then Renale Bumalaka will be in our corner. And every time I say, our corner will be the noisy one. <laughs> Amen. Give us the song, and then we are dismissed. God bless you. Have a blessed week. We love you and appreciate you. Amen. Yes. Yes.
Yeah. 